The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For more information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org. We need that nourishing. It's so vital for us as children of God wandering in this wilderness. You've already heard this, but it's, it's very needful for us to do that, for us to receive that nourishment each and every day. Um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, the Lord tells us to let your light so shine before men. You have to let that light shine. You have to be seen. He says, why do we need to be seen? That they may see your good works. For you to do those good works, you need to be nourished yourself so you can have the strength to do these good works and to glorify your Father which is in heaven. That is our job. We are to bring glory to our Heavenly Father. How are we to bring glory to God when we're frail and weak in the Spirit? How are we to bring glory to God if we don't have the strength to go forward. We don't need to forsake those times that we have to come here. Each and every time there's a meeting, especially on Wednesday night. I, I said this Wednesday night, but I, I just love so much a Wednesday night service because that is a break of the world. <laughs> that's a break. That's a time we have to set aside that we can come and we can meet together with people of like precious faith and be encouraged and be strengthened and be nourished from that living water. And I appreciate so much everything that's gone before. And yesterday we learned so much about wanting to see the Lord. We wanted to see Jesus. We wanted to be that way. I hope and pray that each and every day is like those Greeks that came and said, Sirs, we would see Jesus. I want to see him each and every day. Well, I can't see the Lord and I can't be with the Lord if I don't partake of his word. If I don't partake of his word or partake of those opportunities to be in his house, if I neglect those, I'm neglecting my chance to be with the Lord. But one thing we have is um, the Lord, if we love him, we love him why? We love him because he first loved us. And then in, uh, in John chapter 15, uh, 14, it says in verse 15, he says, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. And how do we know the commandments of God? We have to read his word. So it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, in John chapter 13, I'd like to take a text from John chapter 13, verse 34. John chapter 13, verse 34. Lord says, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another is I have loved you, that ye also love one another. In verse 35, listen to this. It says, by this, by this, this is very important. He says, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. If ye have love one 
to another. So many times I hear this being uh, quoted and it says love for another. And the other versions of the Bible, they're taking this and they're saying, well, it doesn't matter if you use two or four. Oh, yes, it does. The scriptures are very precise. God's providence and his word are very precise because you can have love for somebody. You can have love for a lot of people. But if you don't have love to them, if you don't ever show that love, what good is it? That's like my wife. I could tell her every single day that I loved her. But if I never did anything to show it, she'd have reason to doubt. So when we have so love one to another, we need to be doing something to show that. We need to be putting some effort behind it. My favorite definition of the word charity is love in action. That's what we need to be doing. And when we read over Matthew chapter 5, talking about letting your light shine. That's one thing as children of God, household of faith, the church. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be on our toes each and every day if, if possible, right? Sometimes we go through those dry spells. Sometimes we're weak. Sometimes we have a time where we just don't feel much like praising God. Sometimes we may be feeling weak, but that's why we come here, right? That's one of the reasons we, it seemed like the Lord knew what he was doing when he set up the church. Of course he did. He knows what he was doing when he set up the church. This is what we need. We need this time to come together because I tell you, if you're going through one of those dry spells, if you're going through and you feel like you haven't had much nourishment in your life, you need to come to this house. You need to come here. And I pray that when you do come here, you'll find others that maybe they're riding on the mountaintops. Maybe they've been feeling some wonderful blessings of God and they can help you out. We can see that. We're letting that light shine. I tell you, a child of God is wandering through the darkness is going to see that light. He's going to recognize that light. Why? Because the Spirit recognizes the Spirit. And if we're showing forth those fruits of the Spirit, children of God, you can recognize those. They're going to see that. They're going to be attracted to it. But he says, a new commandment I give unto you. This is not just a suggestion. This is a commandment. This is something that we need to work on. This is something that we need to put boots on the ground and keep going. Keep trucking at this. It says, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. Christ loves us. How much does he love us? He was willing to give his life for his bride. You know, other uh, scriptures we talk about when it talks about the husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. I failed at that. I haven't reached that level right there. I love my wife. I hope and pray that she knows that I love her. But I, how can I love her as Christ loves the church? I have not reached that level of perfection. But that's my mark. That's my bar. You set that bar higher, you're going to reach higher, Right? That's one thing we need to be striving for. So if we can focus on trying to live our life, that we're having that love one to another, showing that love what we can, letting that light shine, letting that light shine. Why do we need to be letting that light shine? We need to be holding that candlestick up, right? It says, 
that we don't put a candle under a bushel to hide it. No, we put it on a candlestick. Why? Because it gives benefit. It gives light to those that are in the household. Well, husbands and fathers, that's our job. We need to be holding that candlestick high, giving that benefit of that light, showing forth as that household. So maybe one day, maybe one day, we can be like Joshua. He says, as for me and my house, that's all that are in my house, all of my prosperity. I want to leave that legacy of living a godly life, letting that light shine. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hope and pray that one day we can say that. So yesterday we heard a lot of some wanting to see Jesus. But this morning, if the Lord will help us for a little bit longer, I hope and pray that people can see Jesus in us. See the Lord in us as we go about our day, as our walk. I tell you, sometimes people might be watching you. There may be somebody that's looking up to you. There may be somebody that's being influenced by you. Sometimes that could be a, a sobering thought. Well, especially as a parent, you know, I have, two, I have two young children right now. I've got another one on the way. You know, they look up to us. We have an opportunity to be an influence to them. This world is an influence. I don't want it to be an influence on my children. Some people say, well, I don't want to shelter them. You better shelter them. Some people say, well, I don't want to influence my children. You better influence them or else somebody else will. They need to know where my hope comes from. They need to know where my help and my strength comes from. It comes from the Lord of hosts. They need to know this. And by us showing forth that love. You know, love is in so many different aspects. So many different things. Go with me real quick to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Hopefully we know as good Bible students, we know that's where we can find the fruits of the Spirit, right? Fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is the very first one is what? Love. Love, joy, peace, that long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. He says, against such, there is no law. That means you can have as much as you want. But that love, where he says, having that love one to another, that charity, that love in action. He says, but the fruits of the Spirit is love. Starting with that love. And the next one is joy. Don't you want to have more joy in your life? I mean, I think all of us could stand to have a little more joy in our life, right? Well, how can you have that joy without that love? Well, what about peace? I love to have peace. You know, think about times that our family are at peace, our churches are at peace. It's a wonderful thing to have in our household is that peace. Well, it starts with that love. There's not much peace if there's no love there. Having love one to another. And the next one is long-suffering. Well, I guarantee you, you can't be long-suffering without love. If you're always at odds at one another, even in a household, if the husband and wife are at odds at one another and they can't agree on anything, there's no peace there. And if there's no peace, there's no joy to be had. Why? Because the love has left. 
We need to get back to the basics. The Lord said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you have love one to another. And then we go on, the gentleness. If there's no love there, there's going to be no gentleness, no goodness, no faith. How can we have faith in the Lord if we're not showing forth that love? And meekness and temperance. I tell you, it all boils down to love. And the, John, the Apostle John, you know, he's, he had a lot to say about love. And I think, well, I don't say I think, I know that in the Scriptures, if you see something over and over and over again, it's there for emphasis. There's nothing in the Scriptures for filler. There's nothing here because, well, I just, I need to have so many words. No, it's there for an emphasis. It's very important. Christ himself, uh, you know, we go back over in uh, the John chapter 13, very earlier in that chapter, he, we have that wonderful example. You know, there, there seemed to be a, a, a confrontation at the table. And Jesus went himself, the Lord of hosts, pours water in the basin and starts to wash the disciples' feet. I still have a hard time thinking about how those men the Lord himself kneeling down at your feet it's hard to fathom the one who spoke this universe into existence the one who holds all things knows all things would kneel down and wash men's feet. He did that because it's a great example for us to know. In John chapter 13, verse 13, well, that last, uh, that last uh, sentence in, chapter, in verse 12 says, Know ye what I have done unto you? And now verse 13, he says, Ye call me Master and Lord. And you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. That word ought, you know, I'm just a, simple country boy but growing up my mom and daddy if they used that word ought that wasn't you know if you get a chance that wasn't a suggestion you ought to do this that means if you don't there's consequences well if we leave off this love one to another if we leave off the chance to serve one another, to be in the household of faith. If we leave off this, if we do not do this, what are the consequences? We start to lose a little bit at a time. You know, I wish that leaving the service off, leaving the reading of the Word, I wish it was like our natural hunger, our natural thirst. You know, if you go without water, you get thirstier and thirstier. When you go without food, you get hungrier and hungrier. 
But when you leave off this service, when you leave off this love, when you leave off reading His Word, we just start losing our appetite. But oh, thanks be unto God that if we do taste it one more time, you've tasted that the Lord is gracious. It's so sweet. He turns those bitter waters sweet. We can always turn back the long-suffering of God. Why? Because He loves us. He loves us so much. I know why He loves you. I don't know why He loves me. I know myself. We all have to take account of what we've done in our life and our past. But thanks be to God, I don't live in the past. I live today. I live now. I can't change the things that I did in the past. But brothers and sisters, I can try and do something about today. I can try to change now. I can get down on my knees and pray to God to help me to show forth that love more and more. I tell you, in, in this world's economy, if you want to have more, you've got to hoard it in yourself. But God's economy, you want more love, you've got to give more of it away. It's just it's so, it's so opposite of the world, isn't it? The world said, you've got to look out for number one. You've got to be this. You've got to pull your own self up. The Lord told us if we're to be like him, I need to deny myself. I need to put myself back. Humble myself before my brethren and serve them and walk in that love, showing forth that love one to another. Over in Romans chapter 12, You know, Romans chapter 12 starts off and Paul's writing verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your hard service, which is your unimaginable service. No, he says it's your reasonable service. And he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. You know what the problem with a living sacrifice is? It keeps crawling off the altar, right? I keep coming down off of that altar. I need to get myself back up on the altar and present myself a living sacrifice unto him. And verse 2, and it says, be not conformed to this world. We need to be different. We need to be set aside. We need to be letting that light shine. So we're attracted to those, we're attracting those that may be wandering through those times of darkness. And he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Reading the word of God, spending time in his word. That's how we renew our mind. That's why we get our refreshing each and every day. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're not going to know what the will of God for us is if we're not seeking it, asking for it, asking the Lord to guide us in our life. But I'm, it's the interest of time. Let's skip on down to verse 9. He says, let love be without Dissimulation. That's a word we don't seem to use very often. 
And I tell you, if I wasn't reading my scriptures or whatever, I'd probably never use that word. <laughs> but dissimulations, just don't be fake. Don't, have, don't be fake about it. You know, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I, I'm just a simple speech person. I, I, I don't know a lot of these big words. My vocabulary is not very big. But dissimulation, don't be fake. Let not your love be fake. When people come and visit, you know, be real. Show forth that real love. Not be two-faced about it. It says, let your love be without, be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. It says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. That's how we need to be doing Preferring one another. Showing forth that love one to another. And then in Romans 13, <clears throat> verse 8 says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. Boy, it sure seems like we encounter this a lot in the Scriptures, right? Love one another. Having that love one to another. And he says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth, Another hath fulfilled the law. He says, For he that loveth one another hath fulfilled the laws. For this, for this right here, for this thou shalt not commit adultery. If you're loving one another, if you're showing forth that, if you're focused on this, it says you're not going to be easily to do these things. You're not going to easily commit adultery. He says, thou shalt not kill. How are you going to be wanting to kill somebody if you're filled with that love of God? He says, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended and saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I tell you, what kind of world would this be if everybody lived by this? Wow. We would have some heaven on earth if everybody followed this. But sadly, we know not everybody's going to. But what about the church? What about God's people? Ha! What kind of a world would this be if every, God's, if every one of God's people would follow this and stay in this? I tell you, we'd start seeing more revival. We'd start seeing more churches, more church growth instead of decline. We'd see people more hungering and thirsting after righteousness. It's important that we not leave <laughs> this off. People need to see the Lord in us. You never know who's watching. You never know who's seeing, who's watching you. And if you're going to be an influence over somebody, be a good one. Be a good one. We have that opportunity. So if there be any other commandment is briefly comprehended in this name, saying namely that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. That whole thing about loving thy neighbor as thyself. It's easy to love yourself. 
It's easy to be selfish. I came pre-programmed to be selfish. That's my whole human nature. Nobody had to tell me to be selfish. I knew already how to do that. We've got to work at being humble. We have to work at showing forth that love. That's things we need to be working on. That's the thing we need to be uh, busy, get busy doing. Now, verse 11, Paul's writing, he said, and that knowing that time, the time now that is high time to awake out of sleep. Yeah, real quick, what, what is high time? <laughs> it's, it's right before it's too late, right? It says, and now knowing the time, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Come on, get out of our sleep. Get out of our slumber. Let's get to work. He says, for now our salvation nearer than when we believed. What a blessed thought that is. The promises of God we have that one day he's coming back for us or when we close our eyes in death, we'll awaken his presence. Brother and sister, today is closer than it ever has been. I don't know when that day is, but every day we awake, we're one day closer. Oh, if we can keep that, thinking about that, keeping that renewing in our mind, it'll give us, it'll put wind in our sails, it'll put a pep in our steps so we can keep going. So, and verse 12 says, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Letting that light shine, letting everybody see the Lord in us. And it says, verse 13, let us walk honestly in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to the fulfill the lust thereof. Let us put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us put him on. Let us have that love one to another. Let us be that one that's showing forth that light that can be a, a, attractive, can be a benefit to those that are around us. That's what they need to see. That's what they want to see. That's my prayer that people see that in me, not for my glory, because I want to glorify my Father which is in heaven. He's the one that gave it to me. It's not it's wrong for me to hold it in. I need to be sharing it. I need to be showing forth that love. He says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh. I tell you, when you're working on yourself, when you're focusing on the Lord, you're not working for the flesh. You're working with the Spirit. You're working against the flesh that way. <clears throat> Over in uh, Colossians chapter 3. <clears throat> I know my time's about gone, but Colossians chapter 3, it says, verse 1, it says, If ye then be risen with Christ. Are we risen with Christ? Do we have that promise that we're going to rise with him? Don't we have that promise from God? It says, Because I live, ye shall live also. He says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Remember, we want to see God. We want to see Jesus. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth. Not on things of the earth. Let us have our affection 
set on things above. Remember, we want to see God. We want to see Jesus. And by that, that's going to help people see Him in us. Interest of time, real quick. Let's go to verse 9. This is verse 9. Lie not one to another. There's no love in that. Don't you just hate it when somebody lies to you? It just, it just burns you up. It causes a lot of strife. It causes a lot of headaches when somebody's lying to you. Because when you find out somebody's lied to you, how do you know you can trust them again? It breaks down trust. It, breaks, it, it doesn't work towards any good. You know, love is the fulfilling of the law, but lying breaks it down. It says, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is in the renewing of the knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew nor circumcision nor uncircumcision, bar, uh, barbarian, scything, bond, free, but Christ is all and in all. And here's the kicker right here. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. We're the elect of God. We're the elect family of God. Let's act like it. He says, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any... Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I tell you, we, we just don't have the time to get into the subject of forgiveness. But I tell you, it's a big subject. And one that the Lord was particularly on. Forgiving one another. You know, that forgiveness is, is not saying that whoever wronged you, oh, it's okay, you're, you're fine for, for hurting me, you're fine for breaking my heart, you're fine for doing what you know. It's not saying that. But it is a release. Because if you harbor those ill feelings towards somebody, what are you doing to them? I mean, so what? Every time you see them, you give them a dirty look or something like that? You're not doing any good. <laughs> but you are hurting yourself. Harboring those feelings, it's, it's going to eat like a cancer. And it's going to grow and it's going to grow. But we need to forgive. We need to have that love one to another, right? Showing forth that love. So forbearing one another and forgiving. <clears throat> In verse 14, he says, and above all these things, everything that we've been talking about, all this stuff, he says, and above all these, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Charity. That charity, that love in action. You know, 1 Corinthians 13. That's where we find charity. A very lengthy description of charity. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Paul says, Though I speak with the tongue of men and angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. He says, and though I have gift of prophecy and understanding all mystery and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Sounds like charity is important. 
And he says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Because charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunted itself and is not puffed up, but not give itself to fully uh, seeking not her own. It is not easily provoked, thinking no evil. There's so many things that it says. But verse 13, it says, And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. I tell you, if we as God's people would take this commandment to heart to have love one to another, right? To another, not just for. You know, one of the analogies I had one, or heard one time was, you know, if this, if this building right here needed a new roof and they delivered the shingles, well, that's the shingles for the roof. But until you put the shingles to the roof, it's not doing any good. Have love one to another. It's the fulfilling of the law. It's the new commandment that He has given us. And remember, if we love Him, keep His commandments. That's how we tell the Lord we love Him. That's how we show the Lord that we love Him. By keeping His commandments. And I, brother, we, we've got to read His Word. We've got to spend some time with Him each and every day. You know, we have that blessed opportunity. I like to say most of the time when we, when we come to worship, did you bring the Lord with you? Did you spend some time with Him this morning? Did you bring Him with you? Remember, we want to see Him. And my prayer is that they in the world his people, when we come together, they can see Him in us. So let us try to show forth that love one to another, letting that light shine, being that benefit to those that are in the household, those that are in the household of faith. We have opportunity. We have the opportunity each and every day to try to be a benefit to those that are around us. So let us take hold of these truths. Let us read His Word. Spend some time with Him and show forth that love one to another. May the Lord bless you. We thank you for listening to today's message and invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For further information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org.